morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along today and every day as we get into the Word of God here, talk about it, pray over it, and allow it to transform our lives. We've been talking about what happens, why do some people stagnate and, and stall out in their spiritual growth? And we've been looking at some interesting reasons why, and we, make, we want to make sure none of them are happening to you. Or if they are, that we correct that behavior and correct it immediately. Amen? When we visit Israel, there are two seas that we visit, and they're very different. One is the Sea of Galilee, and one is the Dead Sea. Now, the Sea of Galilee, interesting, Jesus did many miracles at the Sea of Galilee. And when we go out on a boat on the Sea of Galilee, it's always an emotional experience. It's, I don't know why, but it really is. It's, uh, we share some devotion out there, have some music, sing some. And it's uh, many people say, boy, the, the, the emotion that was brought out on that Sea of Galilee is awesome. On the other hand, we also go down to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is this low spot where it's filled with minerals. You know, in the Sea of uh, the Dead Sea, you don't put your head underwater, or you're going to have to go to the hospital because your eyes will be burning so badly. You'll have to be in the emergency room. Um, you float in the Dead Sea. You don't have to worry about putting your head underwater because it's it's hard to go underwater. You can't hardly get underwater. You float in the Dead Sea. What's the difference between the two? One is this uplifting emotional experience and the other is dead. What's the difference? Well, the Sea of Galilee has flow. Water comes into it and water goes out of it. Whereas the Dead Sea, all it is, is it, it receives, water evaporates, it receives, it evaporates. It doesn't go anywhere. And so consequently, what you have there is years and years of these minerals that have accumulated there. And it's, it, like I said, you can swim in it. You can use the mud from it to make yourself look real beautiful, evidently. But you don't dare put your head under water. Which do you want to be? A life-giving Sea of Galilee? Or, a, or do you want your life to be described by the Dead Sea? Indeed, which, not only would you like, but which is does describe, if you're honest, which one does describe you? A living sea, like the Sea of Galilee, or the Dead Sea? Well, again, the difference is one has flow and the other receives and doesn't give. That's the difference. In John chapter 7, Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit. Let's read John 7, verses 37 through 39. Now, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the Holy Spirit is spoken of here, described as living water, flowing water, water that the, it's not that stagnant, but from his innermost being would flow rivers of living water. The Spirit is meant to flow. Water is meant to flow. Life, the Spirit, 
God is meant to flow. He's not a stagnant God. And he doesn't want you or I to be stagnant people. He wants to, he's on the move. He's doing things. Our God is accomplishing things. God has plans and purpose, and he wants us to be a part of it. And indeed, if you get, if you come to Christ and are saved and forgiven, that's the wonderful thing. You're invited. You're welcomed into the body of Christ. You're welcomed into the kingdom of God. But if from then on, you never really do anything. You, you just receive without getting engaged in giving then um, you begin to stagnate. And the promises of this abundant life and a real life and a joy-filled life and a life of purpose and meaning, significance, may not come to realization in you like God intended to. Intended to. So what's the answer? Well, let it flow. Okay, I can't think of a better way of saying it. Let the Spirit flow through you. Don't damn him up. Don't just receive, and then you get full, and, and, and so only as you keep giving that the Spirit keeps refilling you. You give, He refills. You give, He refills, and the, you get the flow going through you. Well, what's that mean, Tom? How do you flow? What's that mean? I'll give you several things. Number one, we've talked in the last couple of weeks about our area of spiritual giftedness. Make sure that you're employing your gift you're using whatever God has given you to serve other people. If you've got a gift of serving, serve. If you've got a gift of teaching, teach. If you've got a gift of evangelism, evangelize. If you've got a gift of giving, give. It, the, more, the more you're doing, the more you're giving your life in the area where God has gifted you, the more you'll be receiving. It's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm full, but I give, now I'm empty. God will refill me. I give, he'll refill me. I'll give, he, and that's, that's how I think the flow is meant to go. Secondly, I might encourage this. I think in particular, share the gospel with someone. If you're wondering if God really loves you, try and persuade an unbeliever that God loves him. Tell him about the cross. Tell them how God has lo loves people. You'll be surprised how when you give that gift to someone else, God fills you up in a way you may have forgotten. I see this so many times. When people share the God, it doesn't matter whether they have a gift of evangelism or not, but when they're out sharing, the, when they share the gospel, when they're intentional, or, or even if it comes up and the opportunity presents itself and they put their foot through the door, there's a little crack and they open it up and share how God loves you. God loves them. You try and persuade someone that God loves them. Tell them how Jesus died for them. You might feel rusty in it, but if you do it, the spirit will flow through you and you'll find yourself afterwards just refreshed, encouraged, and upbeat. We saw this just last week in our C1 conference down here in Miami. There's a lot. These were pastors. These are people engaged in Christian ministry, full-time, sold-out, devoted Christians who often get so engaged in keeping the church running that they don't have that time to get out and just talk to plain old unbeliever and try and persuade him to come to Christ. It's interesting. We spent an afternoon on the campus evangelizing, and of the guys who went, Afterwards, when they came back, you just saw a, a brightness in their eyes, a joy, a little bit quick quickness in their step. 
there was something that God did in them as they made themselves available to tell others about the gospel. Folks, God is seeking to win the lost. I do believe, by the way, if you you know it's a, if you're dry, spiritually dry, you need to spend time with God. But I also want to remind you, where's God? He's out on the front lines trying to win the lost. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's where he is today. He's seeking and he's saving the lost. And I'm just going to be frank. If this is not a part of your life at all, you're probably missing out. You're, you are missing out on something that God would want, a blessing God would want to give you because that's where he is. He came to give his life for the lost. He's seeking and saving the lost. Maybe you should think in terms of spending time with Jesus means I need to go where, where he is and he's trying to win the lost. I will promise you this. Figure out how to do this. Maybe you're not real good at it, but even give someone a gospel track. Just tell someone your personal story. You might feel rusty in how to share the gospel. So get a, get a gospel track that explains the gospel. Just ask a person sometime. Say, you know, God has made such a difference in my life. And there's a simple message about how a person can know him. Have you ever heard the message of how a person can have a relationship with God? You'll be surprised. There'll be people who turn you down. There'll be people, though, who will say, wow, I'm interested in that especially if you pray and ask God to lead you. When I first started evangelizing, you know, I, I feared maybe someone's going to beat me up or hit me or be mean or angry. Well, no one's hurt me. I've been doing this now 50 years. No one's hurt me. No one's, no one's beat me up. Uh, I'm pretty public at it. A couple of people taking a swing, but no one's connected. And so you won't be either. You'll be blessed. And if you do, you might find the spirit flowing in you and a freshness in your life like you haven't had, maybe haven't experienced in a long, long time. So brothers and sisters, God wants the spirit flowing. Water is meant to flow. Life is meant to flow. The spirit is meant to flow. Don't damn him up. Don't prevent him from flowing. Let Be a vessel. Be a straw. Be a channel. Let the Spirit flow in you and then through you to bless others. You're just the straw. The Spirit is who flows through us to others. And as he does, there'll be a freshness renewed in your life. I hope we do this. Amen. Father, we thank you for the beauty, the awesomeness of the Spirit of God living in us, flowing through us. We praise you for this. We give you thanks. And we pray, Father, for the grace, the courage, the initiative to share the gospel with others and to exercise the gifts you've given us and to not just receive, but to give. We thank you for the promise that as we give, it'll be given to us. Lord, I pray we wouldn't be spiritual hoarders who hoard all the blessing that you give, upon, give us, but we'd learn how to just be a channel and that we would give what you've given to us and allow you to refresh and renew us. And you'll give more and we give, and then we give more and you give more. And Lord, our life will grow and go from glory to glory. How we pray for this. Help us, Father. I know that many of us have experienced this in our past. The older we go, get Lord, it's, 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 for some reason, it just becomes harder. It becomes more difficult. We have life responsibilities and 
and uh, and we need to be thinking more and more of others and our own family and ourselves and help us, Lord, to continue to always be giving, giving, giving. You give us truth, we pass it on. You give us blessing, we pass it on. You give us love, we pass it on. Whatever you give us, because the promise isn't just for new Christians, but for all of us, that if we give, it'll be given to us. Oh, Holy Spirit, flow through us. You're the life-giving Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, we praise you. We don't we don't, we don't even withhold our praise of you. We want to give, give more and more praise to you and trust that you will fill us up more and more. We love you, Lord. We give you this day. Take this day. Help us, Lord, to take steps this very day, not just to hear what we've talked about, but to ask, what can I do to give? And how can I give to others what you've given to me and let the Spirit flow through me? We bless you. We love you. What a wonderful thing. Thank you. You've chosen us for this wonderful mission in life. We pray these things, give you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, amen. God bless you. Say, an announcement here. You know, you see at the beginning of each video that talk about our Alaskan cruise. You know, we've had four people sign up for this just in the last week. And if you are, it's so, in other words, it's not too late. People are starting to get out and do more. I'm really looking forward to this. I spent this a few, a few days ago, I was with our tour director, and we were talking about all the things we're going to be doing on our, on our trip, on the boat, together, and so on. Quite exciting. If you've ever thought of going to Alaska and seeing the beauty of Alaska, we're going there this uh, May will be doing, I'll be teaching there. It'll be a time of fellowship, a time together, but also just a time to uh, enjoy the, the beauty, the awesomeness of this state and this area and the creation and what we learn about God through it. So if you would like to join us, check out, go to TomThePreacher.com, click on the Alaska icon up in the top right corner and check it out. And if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. I look forward to uh, being here again, 8.30 a.m., where we'll continue talking, looking to the Word of God, talking about it, praying over it, trusting it to transform our lives. We'll see you then. God bless you. Bye-bye. 